On this episode of The Delight Show, we're going to talk about trash bags. And how it kind of feels like they mean everything right now. Let's let the music play and we'll get into it. God, why did I ever think this was cool? That is Depth Charge, the original theme song to the Gift Podcast. I am the Monday Night Delight. Welcome, everyone, to the Delight Show. I I saw that in, in my music line up there. I was like, yeah, we'll put that on there. Oh, my God, I forgot how bad that is. Put that in a trash bag and send it away. Funny, we should mention that. We'll get into that in just one second. How's everyone doing this week? We're going to talk about what's going on in the the one big story of wrestling this week has been, uh, really it's kind of a holder from last week, but it's been the trash bag. Um, yes, we can also talk about Kenny Omega winning the Impact World title, but let's talk about trash bag instead. Let's actually say a few words about Kenny Omega and Rich Swan. Um, the match was good. Uh, Kenny Omega probably to blame for most of the goodness there. About two-thirds of the way through, Rich Swan seemed to run out of gas. Omega dragged him all the way through to the end, hit the one-winged angel, and he himself is now the Impact World Heavyweight Champion, the TNA World Heavyweight Champion, which I believe are the same title now, but I couldn't swear to it because last time I watched Impact, Moose was the TNA Champion, defending against Tommy Dreamer of all people, and now we, of course, have Kid Omega holding a belt that Tommy Dreamer tried to win less than a year ago. Um, he's the AAA Mega Champion, which I don't know anything about AAA. I assume that's a really big deal. It is, it is Mega, after all. And, of course, the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. And then, of course, you, you have to wonder, are they going to have him come out on AEW Dynamite tonight with both of those titles in hand? Because... With the exception of missing it just before his trailer got smashed by John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, they never really promoted this match at all. Um, they mentioned that he was competing for the, the TNA Championship, but they didn't say when or where or how to watch, so they didn't really cross-promote all that well. And that that's kind of an issue, because as much as we want the Impact AEW door to be open, it's... Not. Just Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers are allowed to go through, and only from time to time. In storyline, even Tony Khan has to purchase airtime on TNA. And forgive me, Impact. I I, I know I'm dead naming you, and I apologize. Um, Impact. Tony Khan has to buy time on Impact. That's that's uh, that's weird. Especially when Impact is actually buying time on AEW to promote a show that's starring the AEW World Champion. But I digress. Is Kenny Omega going to come out on Impact? Not Impact. I assume he'll be on Impact at some point. But I don't know that he's going to defend the title between now and and Slammiversary. And they have two shows coming up there. One, I don't remember the name of. But but one is classic Impact uh, TNA pay-per-view it's against all odds that is a oldie but a goodie there in um in in impact and they're just not gonna have kenny omega there i guess they could have some sort of match to determine his challenger and damned if i don't think it's gonna be samoa joe with them 
just blatantly putting Joe in the promo for Slammiversary. They're also putting in Mickey James. They put in Okada and Naito, which is weird. I don't think they're going to be there. So it, it's, it's iffy at best. But Kenny Omega needs to walk out on Dynamite this week, wearing the AEW title and carrying both TNA belts. They, they need to repair the TNA title. It's a little damaged, but so be it. But he needs to come to the ring holding these titles, declare himself the champion of the world, and issue a fake open challenge to any world champion on the planet. Now, of course, by being a fake open challenge, you can control who comes in. You create some guy that is just a local-level talent somewhere, or get an actual local-level talent world champion. In fact, forgive me for doing this on air, let's see who the Ohio Valley Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion is at the moment. Ohio Valley Wrestling. That's a place I have actually been to a time or two. I thought about going there to to wrestle. Um, But after my short wrestling career... I decided maybe I am terrible. <laughs> and actually, I was terrible. I should tell those stories sometime. Uh, let's see. The a- the OVW roster. Holy Jesus. There's a bunch of guys on this and girls on this list. Let's, let's run through a few of them here. Adam Revolver. Oh, my God. Adam Revolver is still in TNA. Or still in Ohio Valley... Wrestling. Now you may you may not know who Adam Revolver is. In fact, why the hell would you if you haven't been from around here? Adam Revolver is what would happen if you took Dave from formerly of the Kings of the Rings podcast and uh, gave him a bunch of time to work out and then a dirty wife beater shirt and say, "Hey, go wrestle." Um, Adam Revolver though is not terrible. I, I have seen him wrestle live a lot of times, but he's been wrestling there for. 15 years, and granted, maybe he lives in the Louisville area, maybe he just wanted to wrestle somewhere, but he's been there a while. Ah, uh, holy hell, Adam Revolver is still in AEW. Uh, I'm trying to think of guys that were there. Let Okay, I, I retract the give Dave a bunch of time to work out, Adam Revolver. Not exactly super, uh, super buff anymore. He got a little older. That thing's happened in 15 years. Uh, where, where else were we? Who else is still in, in OVW? Uh, roster. AJ Daniels. Okay. That's the name that caught me because AJ Daniels clearly brings to mind two different guys. Um, neither of them look like AJ Daniels. Apparently he's an aerialist. He was the first ever OVW Rush champion. I guess that is like their, uh, X Division, maybe? Maybe it's their Cruiserweight Division? Who the hell knows? I came here for a reason. That was to find their world champion, but I got distracted doing this. And as I stroll through here, the only guy who is still there from when I was regularly going to their shows is one Adam Revolver. But it says Jesse Goddard is wrestling there right now. Mr. Pectacular? Yes, Mr. Pectacular from The Big Brother. Huh. He's still there? Uh, well, there you go. Who in the hell is the Ohio Valley Wrestling 
world champion. That was the point of this. We are free-forming a show, if I didn't mention it in the opening. Omar Amir is the current OBW heavyweight champion. So the thing to do would be to call up Al Snow, who owns the promotion. Omar, I mean, okay, that <laughs> funny story. A picture popped up on the Wikipedia for the Ohio Valley Wrestling World Championship. And I'm like, God, Omar Amir looks just like Abyss. And the caption underneath says, former Ohio Valley Wrestling heavyweight champion, Abyss. All right, my bad. Omar Amir needs to be flown down to uh, to Florida and have a match against Kenny Omega. And I hate to say it, Al Snow, you need to make it happen where Omar Amir drops the title to Kenny Omega. Now, you may be thinking, why would you do that? Well, I get that. That... That is a, feels like a bad idea because you're losing your world championship for a while. And 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 maybe you're right. But it, A, puts so much just great attention on Ohio Valley. Gets you some people in there for your events. And then you start building so, some huge matches to get somebody ready to go back and take the title back from Kenny Omega. How do you do that? Uh, that's on you. I'm going to have to... You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna need some kind of uh, you're gonna need some kind of interference. You're gonna need some kind of, of just horrible heel or baby babyface work. Moxley could kill could kill uh, Omega during the match and have some guy pin him. But when all said and done, you need to get your title around Kenny Omega's waist, Al Snow. How did we get here? Word, words mean nothing to me now. Um, let's continue on because Jesus, if I didn't run off into a, into a weird rabbit hole there, trash bags, trash bags are where we are going today. Last week we talked about the fired wrestlers from, from, uh, WWE, the 11 of them or so. And shortly after I recorded that show, there was a video released online. I believe this was during my COVID, uh, Reaction. I, of course, had my... I say, of course. I had my COVID vaccine last Tuesday. Second shot. First one, I felt pretty bad. The second one was a different kind of bad. I woke up about 1 a.m. running a 102-degree fever. I had the I had the chills. I had the shivers. Um, passed out again, luckily. Slept for another four or five hours. Woke up with a migraine and still a 101-degree fever. But by about 2 o'clock that afternoon, I was doing okay. Sometime during that time, Mickey James posted a uh, posted a picture uh, of or a video of a trash bag that she received from WWE containing all of her belongings that she had left at the Performance Center or the Thunderdome last time she'd been there, and she was rightly pissed off. I agree with her. That's a that Mickey James, who's been in your company, you know, not connected but for at least you know for almost a decade deserves more respect than that and if you send them to all the others like that you're lucky Samoa Joe didn't come up there and rip your face off but it's typical of WWE and I know oh we're gonna we're gonna go for a metaphor here yes yes we are let's talk about it WWE sees everyone in their company and I do mean everyone top to bottom with the exception of 
maybe a handful of guys as someone who can be put in a plastic bag and shipped away. So many guys could just be put in a plastic bag and shipped away and they wouldn't even be missed. Do you really think, if we looked at the, at, at the WWE roster right now, we would find 10 guys who if they crossed Vince McMahon, if they decided, I want to go somewhere else, I want to do something else, Vince McMahon wouldn't put them in a bag and just ship them off? I don't think we could find 10 on the whole roster. Think about who's still there. How many of these guys mean something to Vince? And I don't mean Hunter. Hunter is family at this point. But do you not think if Bobby Lashley, the current WWE champion, said, Hey Vince, I want to go, you know, I, I, I want to come back someday. I want to go, but I, I want to go back to MMA. I want to go back to fighting for a while. Do you not think that the that Vince Man would just put him in a bag in a corner somewhere? We'd suddenly just forget Bobby Lashley existed? Because if you remember, when he left to fight the first time, he just disappeared out of our consciousness. AJ Styles, the moment he leaves the company, he will cease to exist in the mind of Vince McMahon. And you got to remember, AJ Styles, in the, in the short time he's been there, and it's not been that short, it's been, what, five years now? In that time, he has held the WWE title for collectively 18 months, maybe more. He's held every title Vince has to offer. But he could just as easily be dismissed. How many guys don't would not end up in a bag in a box somewhere? Charlotte Flair wouldn't. I don't think. I think she's about the best choice there. But Andrade, her her fiance, who's clearly having a great time with his fiance. And, and by the way, if you're into some really sexy, although not graphically pornographic uh, pictures check out Andrade and Charlotte on the Instagram they know their best angles they're living their best life good for them uh, they are a sexy couple good good stuff there I think Charlotte would be safe staying in the company forever and if she decided she wanted to take some time off to have a baby or she wanted to take some time off to not be a wrestler to be an actress I don't think we'd suddenly forget the name of Charlotte Flair unless she popped up to shake down Britt Baker one night on Dynamite. How many guys mean something to Vince? How many guys have left the company in the last two years and gone to AEW and they have ceased to exist in the lexicon of WWE? Matt Hardy. Jeff Hardy's still in WWE and Matt Hardy just doesn't exist anymore. Christian is gone. All this talk about Edge, we haven't heard Christian's name since he showed up at Revolution. Big show. Paul White has been was there for 22 years. And he got put in a really, really big bag at the end of his time there. Who does Vince care about enough to say, even when they leave the company, they're some sort of legend? They're some sort of meaningful part of WWE. Hell, even when Hulk Hogan opened his fat racist mouth a few years ago. For a long time, Hulk Hogan ceased to exist. It's literally Charlotte Flair. The only and even then, if she decided to go somewhere else, I don't think we'd ever, ever hear the name Flair again on WWE TV. 
And why is that? Why is Vince so easy to dismiss everyone out of out of his world and never think of them again? Is it a byproduct of the Monday Night Wars? Is it because Hall and Nash and eventually Bret Hart would just disappear into the ether of WWE and then return and on the screens of WCW? Is is it so ingrained in Vince that if someone leaves, they're personally attacking you. They're not trying to better their life. They're not trying to better their family's life. They're literally just trying to screw you, Vince McMahon, that you can't see past that. They, they have to cease to exist. And I understand during the Monday Night Wars, you didn't want to promote the other guys. You're not in competition with AEW right now. I don't care what anyone says. AEW's not competition to WWE right now. Almost the exact same number of people are watching Raw as watch Impact, or not Impact, uh, NXT and AEW. It's not competition. It's, it's, you're all on different nights. Until AEW knocks on 8 o'clock Monday, Monday night's door, there is no chance that they're going to be competition. But is Vince so still caught up in that mindset that he cannot accept people for who they are? And yes, I know there's, there's a lot of times where I, I would complain, especially when I watch those old Nitros, when Russo would talk about stuff that happened in the WWF. I understand that. I, I does, If it sounds hypocritical, it doesn't. It's not meant to be. It's meant to say more along the lines of why are, why is it so hard to acknowledge your history without... Well, hell, why is it so hard to acknowledge your history? Why is it so hard for Vince to just acknowledge what happened in his past. Is that he doesn't remember? No, he's not that old yet. It's that he doesn't want to believe anyone can make it without him. You clearly can't make it wrestling without Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon plays a, played a critical role in the development of every major star in the world today. Don't you remember all those all those matches on superstars that Kenny Omega had, all those velocities with Kota Ibushi. Every episode of Sunday Night Heat where Okada had a twenty minute Broadway. Vince created everyone, and if you back out of Vince, you you don't exist. And don't get me wrong, he's created wrestling as we know it and we owe what we do as podcasters and fans and writers and wrestlers to Vince McMahon and to a lesser extent Eric Bischoff Ted Turner we owe those guys our fandom but they walk all over the people that helped build them honest to God if Stone Cold Steve Austin popped up on AEW next week. It'd be the last we ever heard the name Stone Cold Steve Austin on WWE. I think Vince is that bitter, is that bitter, that vindictive, that that piss pants about it that he would write off the greatest star he has ever had. Now that will never happen. Stone Cold Steve Austin understands his meal ticket. He's walked out of there once. He won't do it again. But I don't think Vince could handle it. 
I don't think Vince would, would handle it well. He would not sit around and wait. He would simply rewrite history and be done with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes. Are you getting some food for the cat? Didn't Ellie already feed the cat? Yes. So why are we feeding the cat again? Because she ate all it. Which yeah, that's what they do. That's that's what they do. I'm leaving this in the show. Sheesh. I need filler. You're on the show right now. My lovely wife, everybody. Hey! I'm working on podcasts that haven't started. Yes, plug, let's plug my wife's podcast with her... Students. Students, seventh grade, sixth, fifth? Sixth, seventh, and eighth. Sixth, seventh, eighth grade music student podcast. <laughs> Not coming to Wrestling like Radio. No. Um, we'll I'd, be on Spotify eventually. There you go. Um, <laughs> I, I, we'll plug in some more when it happens. <laughs> Check that out. And she's gone. Um, but don't cross Vince McMahon. He will eventually just put you in a bag and ship you away. As Mark Carano. I think that's going to bring us to the end of the Delight Show. Short but sweet this week. I am so god freaking tired, dude. Uh, yeah. Wait, and why have we rambled on about trash bags and Kenny Omega for 20 minutes? Well, let's be honest. Let's do a little life update. Hadn't done that in a while. I am a postal carrier now. I have worked. It is Tuesday night. And so already on Tuesday night, I have worked over... 31 hours this week as a postal carrier. I have a wife and children. I'm writing a book. And today I bought a car. There just has not been time for wrestling in the last week. I have a DVR full of wrestling shows. I have two NXTs and two AEWs to catch up on. I'm trying to watch these matches so we can do the top the top WWE world title matches at WrestleMania. I haven't forgotten. I'm still working on it. I've so far watched two. And their combined time length is 29 seconds. So pick out which ones you think they are. I'll give you a hint. Daniel Bryan, Sheamus, Kane, and Chavo. I want to do more wrestling watching, but I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> These things happen. I will get back to some wrestling this week. I promise you that. We're gonna, If nothing else, I'll be back to talk about five matches next week, if not more, as part of the rundown of all of these world title matches we're going to run through a bunch of them um try and break down the next few weeks in a couple weeks we will have k back on the show which means it will be a gift a podcast not just a delight show um as we get closer to double or nothing uh and i think it's only proper to have k on around the time that pride month starts they are very prideful about their pride um and if you're a praying or good energies, good vibe person, send a little bit of that K's way. They have some big opportunities that, that kind of dropped in their lap this morning. And I want them to get everything they're supposed to have. And um, they don't know I'm talking about this, and so I won't give any more details. But I just want them to to succeed in everything that comes their way. Uh, they also have new merch. Check out our merch store, uh, which you can find links to all over our social media. There's a brand new K. Murphy Queen Bee set that came out, I believe, on 420 because, of, of course it did, K. Um, there is current Delight Show merchandise. There is future Delight Show merchandise coming. I promise you this. We are working on uh, some new stuff, a uh, new logo, which I will then slap on everything, and it'll be some re- really cool stuff uh, coming forward. Until then, I will see you next week. I am, of course, Monday Night Delight. Check me out 
on Twitter at Immin underscore Delight, on the TikTok at Immin Delight. All of us here at Wrestle Radio at Addict underscore Wrestle. Check out the, the Young Lions Protective, the Kings of the Rings podcast, Fretzelmania. Uh, and of course, myself and our Patreon.com slash Wrestle Radio. I will see you next week. Have a good night.